when you do it, others feel it and they see, they feel Mm -hmm. their potential to do the same. This is how our species is awakening and becoming more conscious, one person at a time. Hey everyone, welcome to the Executive Order Podcast, a show for small business owners who want to learn how to do less to accomplish more. I'm a professional organizer based in Somerville, South Carolina, and I know there isn't a one-size-fits-all for organizing within your business. In talking with my guests and chatting about our struggles, our wins, and our lessons learned, I hope that you can learn what works best to create a business and a life that's just right for you. Hey, Maura, it is so nice to have you here today. I am really excited to hear about all the work you do. I think that it'll be really interesting. Uh, We've had some other coaches in in that space on the podcast before, but I think that what you do is definitely a little bit more unique, so I can't wait to hear all about the work that you do and how you help your clients. Absolutely. So uh, let me tell you a little bit about what I'm doing. I'm a uh, neurofacilitation practitioner, and what that means is I help people change their minds at the level of neuropathway, and that is where habits are born and they go to die. <laughs> Basically, we stop. So habits are a neuropathway uh, a dynamic. So uh, through the tools and practices that I have developed over my, the last 20, 20 to 25 years or so, uh, I have been able to create a duplicatable method that works for everybody that allows them to make peace with their past and feel worthy to receive the future that they're creating. My signature program is called Soulful Leader, and I am a transformational personal leadership consultant. So Soulful Leader is about every person becoming the world-class CEO of their thoughts, their beliefs, and their emotions, because that is essentially the lens through which you see the world and the experience that you're creating for yourself. So when people start to get into a jam and there's a whole host of people that there's certain jams that come to me consistently, it's working with those three things that allow people to make huge breakthroughs very, very quickly. So I work deep, I work fast, and I work for 90 days with my clients to ensure that they have a sustainable practice because habit change, uh, mind change takes anywhere between, I believe the the empirical studies have, have indicated somewhere between 14 days and 61 days. So I've tacked on that extra 30 to make sure that this stuff sticks. That's all I care about. That's amazing. And as a psych degree, I just am so excited to nerd out with you on all of the the neural pathways and and especially about habits and motivation and, and change. So tell me a little bit about like what typically, I know that you help people in a a host of different ways, but what are the types of problems that people are coming to you and looking to seek help with? So my clientele is usually they start around 35 is usually when the, the trouble starts to begin. I should say 35 is a bit young. People tend to find me around 40 and I've worked with people that are all the way up to 70 years old. I work with men and women. I work with people from various uh, cultural ethnic backgrounds Uh, which is really interesting because, for example, working with someone from Spain is different from working with someone from America, from from like a Brit. I just I just signed a Brit as a private client. And I said, listen, you got to promise me that you will feel because they're taught culturally. Right. It's a you got to know you've got to understand where people are. It's totally different. So like which, which has been super fun, by the way, because 
it really does vary and, and you have to be able to, to kind of roll with what culture is coming in your door. So that the, the things that I find, so no matter, even though that the, the population is so diverse, Brittany, but the problems are universal. Please hear this. There are no new problems under the sun. There's like five problems. There's five problems humans can have. So and there's just unique people having them. So there, it, it almost all begins in family of origin. So there are problems where their tribe, they don't feel safe in their tribe. So they have a lot of issues around safety and boundaries, and they will do anything to feel safe and accepted. So that creates a lot of problems. There is a tribal rejection where, where they, who they really were didn't work. And so they had to fit themselves into this little thing. And the reason that people usually are 35 to 40 by the time they find me is all of this creates all this adaptive behavior, but I'm going to throw a word at you. It becomes maladaptive at a certain point because they're not survival strategies. Well, the survival strategies, they're coping mechanisms that just stop working after a while. All of this held energy needs to express. So these people have a lot of unexpressed anger and it's causing all kinds of problems in their well-being. There's safety. There's, I'm going through in my head, there's rejection. There are people who come to me and are deep self-sabotagers because they have learned, right? They have learned through their family of origin. You are not allowed to enjoy yourself. You're only allowed this much love, this much enjoyment, and you should probably feel guilty about it while you're at it. So self-sabotage is the yeah. way that's a very low upper limit. Self-sabotage. Oh, what's the other one? Oh, feeling stuck and lost. And like people come to me, they're like, I'm miserable. I want to change. I have no idea what needs to change. I'm terrified to change because I'm afraid I'm going to be rejected by my entire tribe that's around me, but I need to do something, but I don't know what it is. So they're lost, they're confused, and they're stuck. And the pain of not knowing is, is really thrusting them into the arms of someone who can help with accountability, clarity, and support. Yeah. And I would say the, the final one is, um, well, there's, gosh, there's actually so many now that I'm thinking of it. Right. No, of course, of course there's so many, but yeah, just that, that general, you're absolutely right. I'm, I'm hearing you on all of those things that, I mean, I kind of laughed to myself a little bit when you had said it starts at 35 and I'm like, oh no, I bet it starts way earlier than that. And you're right because it's these things that you learn to cope, to manage, to succeed in the family of origin, in the place that you came from, in the tribe that you were originally in. But as you grow and as you're in different tribes and in different contexts, those strategies that at one time did work, you're finding that they're not working anymore. And you just kind of keep coming up against the same problems or the same roadblocks or the same issues. And it's like, well, hold on, you know, something's got to change. And if I'm the one that keeps walking into these situations, then well, maybe it's time to look inside and figure that out. Yeah. Another one that, that is kind of subtle, because I do work with a lot of high achievers who are just, their, their health is just going in the crapper. And they're depressed and they can't figure it out because on paper, they've got it all. And there's two things that usually create this. And of course, male and female are a little bit different, but there's two things. And one of them is so awesome. Once you've like, oh my gosh, why didn't I think of that? It's usually in multi-sibling families and there is a high achiever amongst the siblings. And although the parents are, are proud, there's this little bit of don't make your brother and sister feel bad. And all of a sudden you're like, you're racked with guilt because you, your achievement equals suffering for people that you care about. And a little bit of judgment and disapproval 
and rejection from the very person you're seeking approval from. So this whole thing creates this cocktail of like drive and guilt, and it's a bit of a nightmare and they cannot figure out what's going on. So that's one. And the other one is the external validation thing, of course, of like you were never taught or your parents taught you. And again, I want to be clear. This is not like, it's all your fault, parents. That is the opposite of what's going to help you, right? It's family of origin is where you learn your greatness because in order to see yourself, you first have to have hardship. So the other piece is external validation as a means of worthiness. And that one's usually uh, pretty simple, not easy, but, but simple to identify and unwind oneself from where you can just enjoy your achievements without it being the basis of how you identify yourself. So these are very, very common things that I work with a lot. That's, that's amazing. I, I really love that insight as far as the high achiever and how that might have affected and their perception, at least, whether it was affecting the other siblings or not, that somewhere along the line, they learned that there was some sort of perception that I need to stay small, I need to stay quiet, I need to not be too big or too much, so that it doesn't hurt anyone else. And yeah, I'm sure that you see a ton of that. Would you say that you typically are working with primarily business owners or anyone of any walks? So far, it has been so diverse, uh, which has been very difficult when you have a business and, and marketing is really, because I, I need to reach the people who need help. And I'm finding that it's a more of a psychographic issue than a demographic issue. I've, I work with housewives who are, they're super fierce. Okay, there's, there's one common thing. These people identify themselves as leaders. They are leaders in some way. They are fiercely intelligent, regardless of what they do. It's who they be that is consistent. I see entrepreneurs. I see Fortune 500 and Fortune 100 managers, directors. I see people who are working just as like account managers. My goodness, who else have I Lots of coaches. Oh my gosh. Lots of coaches who do what I do because most people are used to selling. Let me help you make money. And they don't know how to sell. Let me help you with your wellness. <laughs> so like, uh, but it's not yeah. selling. It's, it's reaching the people who need help and they're all so stoked. And let me think about some other people that have, that have just, that have, that have just joined my program. I think it really does run the gamut. Actually. I think I'm, it's, it's kind of one of yeah. everybody. The, the, all the thing is though, Brittany, they're all ready. The thing that differentiates my people from like other people is there people who are ready to let go of their particular thing? And it's a path that, I, that I've already walked and it works. I made mm -hmm. the breakthroughs. And, and I got to tell you, yeah. I'm, I'm always pleasantly surprised because I know in my bones, I feel their results immediately, but it's up to them, right? I can't do the work. I'm like, I, I see your path. I've already felt you arrive. And they feel me feel it, which is why they sign up with me. Yeah. And that, and it always goes that way when they allow it. But I don't know if something's going to scare the crap out of them in the middle of working with them. And they take a step back into the shadow and be like, I cannot handle this. I can't predict that. P.S. That's never happened. So like when I say I'm always pleasantly surprised, I'm like, hey, it worked. Sweet. <laughs> That's fantastic. Keep going. Here we go. I love that. I mean, when you were talking about that, I kind of and maybe I'm missing the mark here, but just thinking about they know that I've already seen them arrive. It made me kind of think of that manifestation is that you're visualizing where it is that you want to be. And, and you, it sounds like you're the one that's like, okay, and I'm going to help you 
get there. I'm going to help you break down these other barriers and roadblocks and habits and behaviors. And we're going to actually get you to where you see yourself and, and where you should be and where you want to be. Yeah, I feel very, very blessed that I have an affinity. And, and I would like to preface this by everybody is capable of, of everything. Uh, we all arrive here with what we're going to call supernatural abilities. We're just not taught to cultivate them. And everybody has a supernatural ability that's easier for them, or I, call, or I call affinity, just like some people who are natural leaders and other people who have to learn some things to step into the role of leadership and feel authentic, right? So everybody has a certain degree what I'm about to describe to you. Uh, I, I just have an affinity for it. So it's effortless. I just feel so grateful that it's effortless. And that's why I do what I do and why I have a successful business. When I meet people, I feel the interference that is uh, disconnecting them from their faith, from their trust, from their self-love, from their source, if you will, from their higher self. I, I can see the interference. And because I can see the interference, it's so plain to me, then I can feel the outcome when it has been resolved. And it happens on the call. It happens within, usually within the aroma call. And I can tell you, because I say no to plenty of people. If I don't feel that, if I can't feel your result, yeah, I, I will not let you come into my program because I don't want your money. I want you to invest in your results, yeah. right? Yeah, so uh, in fact, just last week I said no, and it was someone who I'm like, yeah, I guess I could help her, but she's just not, there's something there. I don't know what it is and it's none of my business. I could just tell there's an interference that won't resolve in my program. So I was like, nope. I, I did give her to an appropriate coach, an appropriate counselor. But I think that's important to recognize, Brittany, is that my program isn't for everybody. It's for people with whom I get in the enrollment call. I'm like, oh, I feel it. I see it. And they can usually feel it with me. And then we both get excited. I, I only work with people I want to hang out with. I only work with people I enjoy. Life is too short, right? You know, it's like, oh, no, no, I'm never going to, I'm not going to ever want to feel like I want to fire a client. I want to, I'm 52 and that's part of that. Like once you hit a certain age and you've got no more Fs to give. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I, nope. I would rather make tiny bit of money and enjoy it than make a ton of money yeah. with people I can't stand to get on the Zoom call with. So yeah, it's, it's really about discernment and and being truthful to the authentic experience in the moment. Yeah. So I'm going to, I'm going to transition us a little bit. I could talk to you, have so many questions. I know you have a podcast yourself and I just want to dive more into all of that and learn so much more. However, I, I typically ask questions about how you organize your own business, but I'm just really curious about how you organize this journey for your clients. How is there a way that you're able whether you would consider it organization or systems or habit development, which I think is all part of organization, how do you do that for your clients? Well, the cool thing is there's a paradox at work here. And so you're very astute to have asked that question. And the paradox is uh, habit change is, and, and changing in general, it is what we're built for. We are, we're wired to do it. We're wired to adapt. And it's quite simple. Put in A, you'll get, or put in A, B, you'll get C. Done. So it's very simple. And it is also inexorably complex and infinite because it's the brain. <laughs> Nobody understands the brain. 
So what I have done, I, I'm very, again, fortunate that I was, I was born to a clinical psychologist and a social worker. I grew up in kind of a clinical okay. household. Okay. So uh, P.S., my clinical uh, psych- psychologist father approves of everything. I've run it all by him. He's seen my curriculum. I'm like, if he doesn't buy it, then I need to change it. So I have, I have it on good authority that this, this stuff works. So what I have done is I created a duplicatable process that walks people through. Now, this is the mastermind, which has a lot more structure to it. It's a 12-week program. And I start with what I call the high-value interference, which is family of origin stuff. And it's almost, uh, it's like I said, there's only a handful of things. It's like guilt, shame, repressed anger, lack of worthiness. And that's actually the majority of it. So I take everything I've learned from every client I've ever worked with. And so it's constantly refreshing as I learn more. I'm kind of just like AI. I'm just kind of fancy AI, like with, with a haircut. I mean, like, love it. That's really all we are, right? Um, except we're not artificial. <laughs> we are awesome intelligence, not artificial intelligence. So uh, I've created this program that runs people through the identification. So I have five keys that I work with over the course of 12 weeks. It's defined where you identify what is what the interference is and the root of it. I only work deep, and that's why my work works, and it works quickly. So we identify the root of the story, the limiting belief, whatever, the programming, whatever you're programmed with. That's the first thing we do. And then we align the energy, uh, the energy bodies within the human body, because that is your source of, well, one, it's your source of you, and it is your tool to release these energies that are held in your body because the body keeps score. And this is another reason my program is kind of special. A lot of people do their spiritual healing, emotional healing from, from their heart upwards, because this is the great junction point. This is where love is. It's the electromagnetic field, all of that stuff. P.S. All of your trauma is in three, two, and one. It's the bottom half of you that you, where you don't want to look. It's all the shit you put in your basement. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. where you don't want to look, right? And you, that's why you need a coach. You need support and accountability. So once you have aligned these, now you can take what you've learned and start to inoculate the energy centers that are affiliated with the trauma with a higher vibrational information. So if you can consider emotion is energy in motion, right? It's energy. And each one of it on energy is information. Each one of your energy centers has information within it. And when we consciously place new information, it helps the old information transmute, transform. So this is all evidence-based stuff, even though it sounds a little metaphysical. It's all evidence-based. Uh, heart, heart, the alignment is heart-mind coherence. If you go to the HeartMath Institute, you can learn all about how coherence is everything. Getting people into an alpha state, mm. getting them out of their sympathetic nervous system. So that's the alignment piece. Mm. Um, define, align, uh, yes, unwind. And that is where you identify, since you've identified the stories, you unwind yourself from it. You can't change your parents. You can't change your culture. You cannot change your ancestral loading. You can change how you respond to it and your relationship to the dynamic. I use, as I like to say, take your energy out of the hurricane and the hurricane stops because mm. it takes, mm. right? It takes mm-hmm. two. As soon as you take your energy out, the relationship with your family will change. So that's unwind and then refine, which is refining your understanding of what you really are. You are the witness that is aware that you're aware and giving yourself that broader perspective is really, that's the juice behind resiliency, emotional intelligence, 
non-reactivity, all of it. it. It's in this broader, one, it's coherence, and two, it's the broader perspective. And then time at the very end of the, the final two or three weeks, we create a tailored, this is in the mastermind, a tailored sustainable practice. So you can take everything that you've just put together and make it evolve with you. And you understand now that you have a special opportunity to create resolution for other people. Cause now you get to go forth as a soulful leader, as the model of healing, inner peace, harmony, and expanding awareness. When you do it, others feel it. And they see, they feel mm. their potential to do the same. This is how our species is awakening and becoming more conscious, one person at a time. That's how right. it works. That's that's how we all have evolved. It's, you know, we we see someone in our tribe, whatever that may look like, that's doing something, and we like their results. We say, hey, hold on, I I want to know what you're doing. I want to I want a piece of that. What's what do you have going on? I love just the the framework for that. I love that you start in the depth because again, as someone with a psych background and my own junk that I've been unpacking in (laughs) my adult life, I mean, I was nodding emphatically when you were talking about the unwind because for me personally, in my own journey and my own work that I've done, it was in the unwind, that that's where I felt like the launch. It was like, wow, okay, I, I really, I feel different. I feel more like myself or the the person that I imagine myself to be and and who I think of myself as. And I just can't say enough, not having been through your program, but just understanding that framework of just how powerful that work can be and to have someone specifically dedicated to helping you through it. Would you say that as you're doing the program, as as a um, participant, a client of yours, is there stuff that they need to be doing on their own and managing on their own? Or is it really being, you know, along with you holding their hand? It's a combination. And I think it depends on how people function optimally. So I give people essentially seven opportunities a a month to get one-to-one coaching with me. Now, obviously someone who's in my private program, they have the, the flexibility to schedule an hour with me. And they get an intake in addition to that. So they get actually 13 sessions. But anyone who's in my mastermind, that's my uh, sort of my, my lower tier, I want more accessible for more people. And it's more independent. It's more independent work. Uh, but it's hosted on Teachable. And it's like every week there's a new lesson. There's a new worksheet. There's new practices that are specific to the five keys I just mentioned. And it's a combination. I think this is where people lose it. It's when they start the transformation process and then they get to sit in their first fire and they're like, oh my God, Mm. it burns. I'm getting out. This can't be right. And that's the ego saying, yeah, yeah, you don't want to change. You better not. What will you do without me? You're going to die without me. Here's a sample. And that's when they, that's when they leave. When they work with me, typically I don't, I see people in the fire, I would say three to five times in 12 weeks. And there's this massive expansion and then a little retraction. And then there, that's the fire. And then another expansion retraction. Mm-hmm. So I would say it's a combination of people who really need a lot of that one-on-one, like, I don't understand, help me. I'm, I'm completely lost here. And then there are people who can literally just listen to the group coaching and pick up little gems for themselves. And that is the, the gift of group coaching. And all my private people do come to the group coaching. So what they're able to do is, 
get a hot seat with me. And if there's more than like three people in the meeting, they're going to need to get a hot seat because it's an hour and it's 10 minutes for each person. So a lot of people are able to just, like I said, just show up and watch. But sometimes I think it depends on what you're going through in the program, right? Because some things leave with a whimper and some energies leave with a roar. And you're like, oh my God, is this it? Am I going to die? And, and that's a legitimate question because it really, it is the death of an aspect of you. And people are not taught how yeah. to drive through the letting go of that for sure. Right. And, you know, a, a death of an aspect of you, but it's also, as far as you know, even though you're not getting the results anymore at your core, at your youngest self, you, this is how you took care of yourself. This is this was how you made solutions. So it's really hard to say, yeah, I, I can understand and I could see why making a change now. But like, as far as I know, this works because for the first 12 years of my life, maybe it did work and the next 40, maybe it didn't. When you say the fire, can you just give an example of what someone might be experiencing when they're in the fire? Oh, yes. So I can give only my own ex experience with it. It feels like an intractable position. Okay, so I'll use this analogy. This is an analogy I use very commonly with my students. So I, I look at our life is like swinging in a jungle from vine to vine. And we're going along, we're going along. And then we realize we're going through a place in the jungle we don't like. And we're like, I want to get out of here, but I'm not quite sure how. Mm -hmm. And it requires you in order to move forward, you have to let go of where you are to hold on to another one and swing. You got to get your momentum, right? So the fire is like being held between two vines. And you're like, I, mm -hmm. you, there's just like mist here on the other end of this one. You don't know what it is. And it's terrifying. And your ego is this vine here. And it's like, don't let go of me. Oh my God. You have no idea. Yeah. You have no idea. So it is the fear. There is a very visceral fear of leaving the old behind. And like I said, it feels like part of you is dying and there's this grief and this foreboding and it doesn't feel safe. And that's how you know it's good, by the way. But unless you know that going into it, and I always preface it, I, I, I prepare my people for it. So they're not as freaked out. But when I first came into it, I was trying to learn how to surrender. I had a very tumultuous childhood. I became a warrior as a result. And I never learned how to surrender because it wasn't safe. So mm -hmm. for me, surrender mm -hmm. meant all kinds of uh, threats. And I remember re recognizing I need to learn to surrender to something bigger than myself and I remember falling to my knees in tears in my living room, right there, actually, not not knowing how to do it, not knowing because you can't do surrender. You just surrender. And I remember feeling like I'm going to lose my mind. And that's how you know that it's you're in the middle of a really important breakdown because <laughs> on the other end of breakdown is a breakthrough. It's the law. So when you're in the middle of it, I feel like I can't go back. I can't. I can't let go of the, this one here. I can't go back there, but I feel completely lost and completely afraid. I have no plan. It, it just, you feel dislocated from all familiar, which is exactly correct with absolutely no idea what you're going to feel when you recover on the other side. It's really, it can be very scary. It's very unsettling. And there is, of course, the death. Yeah. 
of the, the petit mort is what the, the French call it, the little death of the thing that isn't working for you. So what I tell my, my students is when you are sitting in the fire of transformation, it is only burning away what doesn't serve you anymore. And what has served you has been your familiar friend, compa- companion, and safety for decades. Yeah. Naturally, watching mm-hmm. it, you know, sending it back to source, it's uncomfortable. Get ready to grieve. Get ready to freak out and grieve. Yeah. And preparing yeah. them for this journey. I wish I had, so- I, I would have hired me so fast if I had known. I didn't have help. I just toughed it out. It's like before we had epidurals, women are like, what? You mean I could have gotten a shot? Are you kidding me? Nothing wrong with natural childbirth. But I know nurses who are like, if I had known about this on the first one, I would have done it. Oh, right? Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, but I think that's what makes you so uniquely qualified for this work is that you've had to go through it and you've gone through it on your own. So you know how powerful and how important and just not to overstate the word, but how transformational the experience itself can be. But to have, you know, the word coming to mind is like a Sherpa, you know, like someone that's going to like guide you through and hold your hand and, and tell you what to expect on the other side and tell you what's coming up ahead is so valuable because it's uncomfortable making those big changes and to look inside yourself and to make different choices and to examine the parts of you that as we've said, served you at one point, but are no longer serving you? And how do you come over it and come to the other side? One of my very first clients, he was so spiritually evolved. I was actually questioning whether or not I could help him because he was Mm. so aware. He had a two times a day meditation practice. He had already been indoctrinated as a shaman. I'm like, I don't know, but let's try. I don't know. Spaghetti against the wall. Here we go. That's how I feel about everything. And he referred to me as a spiritual Sherpa. So it's very funny that you should have picked up on that word. Oh my goodness. There we go. I'm like, maybe that should be my thing, a spiritual Sherpa. Hop on my back. I got this. Come on, let's go. It's, It's something that I think about, especially in the transformation space, is that for someone to allow you or the work that I do, and someone allows you into their life, allows you to look under the covers, whatever that might be in the work that you're doing and allows you to, to get real with them and to help them come through it. I mean, I just really feel like this big old babushka, like, come here, I just want to hold you and carry you through and help you through. And it just, it sounds like particularly the way you're describing the way that you work. It's just this like, sure, but it's this light. It's this, this leadership and this like, I'll, I'll take you to the other side. Yeah, it's funny you should say that because for for the uninitiated, it might sound a little strange to talk about non-physical guides. We all have them. Whether or not you want to acknowledge them or believe in them is completely up to you. For me and my life and the work that I do, my relationship with my guides has gotten very strong and clearer and clearer. And I ask, because now that more people are coming into my, I'm scaling, now I'm going one to many. I developed enough confidence and social proof after years and years that I'm like, okay, I, I really, I feel like I have it. Now I asked ask my dad, like, is this right? Do people need to be handheld by me? Do they need an hour for me? And he's like, no, 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 you've got it. Don't worry about it. I'm like, okay, good. So I started to scale and naturally I, I wanted to check in with my guides and ask, how can I 
help as many people as possible truly transform, truly let go, truly make peace, truly fall in love with themselves. How can I help as many people as possible come to resolution in their own acceptance and worthiness? And it was so clear, Brittany, that they said, just love them. I was like, done. All right. And I, I do this all the time in my live broadcasts at the end. I always tell my people how much I love them. And I want to yeah. normalize love between humans because that has been sort of reduced to this saccharine, obnoxious romance, Valentine's mm. Day business. I'm like, no. In fact, right. romance is a bypass for intimacy. I am talking about human intimacy, not sexual intimacy. And there is a difference. If you see footage from 9-11 and you see the way those humans mm. from, who, who would be yelling at each other under any other circumstances, the way they took care of each other, that is human intimate love. Yeah. That is what I teach. That is what I preach. That is what I walk and that is what I yeah. offer. And when I say to them, like, Brittany, holy crap, I'm so in love with you right now. When I tell someone I love them, I feel them squirm because they're not used to receiving mm -hmm. it because you don't have a space in your brain. Totally. You don't have that plug-in for human love yet. Well, actually, you do. It's in your hardware. You're just not used to running that OS. I, I would talk to you for another three hours easily. <laughs> I you know, want to ask you about your guides. I want to ask. I want to go so much deeper. I have so many thoughts, too, about this fact of love is reserved for either our family members, love is reserved for a romantic partner, maybe very long-term friends that feel like family to you. But outside of that, I mean, you just, you, it is, it's something that feels a little uncomfortable to say or uncomfortable to receive if they don't fall into one of those three categories. And I agree with you. I think that love is that transformation. I think that love is what carries us all and connects us all. And you know, I'm a little woo-woo myself. So I think that like, I really just, that big feeling exists for a reason. And it's, it's to unite and to transform and to help us all. So I will leave us on that note then. I seriously could not get enough of you. And I'm, I'm I love you. How about that? Woohoo! Received. She accepted open hands, wide chest. There it is. <laughs> So where can the listeners find out more about you, get into some of your programs? Where do you hang out on social if you do at all? I do. I'm about to lay down a whole bunch of stuff. So if you're listening, get, get a pencil. Here it comes. On Facebook, I have a private group called the Soulful Leader Collective. You do have to answer some questions before you get accepted into the group. Please answer them or you can't come in. It's amazing that I have to say that, but people just won't answer them. I'm like, okay. So it's a private group for a reason. It is curated. It is also moderated by me. So the Soulful Leader Collective is one. I am at Soul or at Soulful Leader on Instagram, and I do three days a week, Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays at twelve thirty. I do a free lunch live, where the first person to drop a question. Wow. The, yeah, no, it's super exciting. I love it because I get to coach All people. Right. I don't know their names. I can't see them, but I feel mm. them. We feel each other. It's incredible. Yeah. I've had some amazing things happen on my, on my Instagram live. So Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays at soulful leader, free lunch live, 1230 PM PST. First person to drop a question in the chat gets coaching. So don't mess about. Awesome. Uh, the other one is I do have a website, soulfulleader.com, And that's one word for, for people who are, who aren't sure it's S O U L 
uh, F-U-L-E-A-D-E-R. So there's only one L in the middle. It's a word smash. Soulfulleader.com. And uh, I'm currently running a monthly masterclass on Thursdays at 5 p.m. It's a self-doubt release masterclass. I have it on good authority that it is really powerful from participants who have uh, taken it. And that is a free masterclass that I'm offering to people to give them some of the tools and practices that have created breakthroughs for my, for my students, because I want everybody to have this stuff. It's faux free. Come and get it and run with it. Holy crap. And if you feel you need more support and accountability, then talk to me. You might be a good fit for my program. Uh, so those are a couple, uh, it's through ClickFunnels. So I'll give you a couple links for that. One is for the actual registration and the other one is an info page. So people can just see what's up, see the curriculum and the masterclass, all of it. So I'll give you all those links, Brittany. Thank you. Perfect. I will put them in the show notes. I'm just going to, again, highlight, I heard it is a free mastermind. I mean, you'd be silly to pass it up, honestly. (laughs) It's a few times a month. Sometimes it's weekly. Sometimes it's not. So you just have to go and reg- when you register, you can see the next one. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I, I post everywhere when I'm going to do it. So yeah. Amazing. That is free. Well, seriously, it's such a pleasure. Yeah. Let's, let's stress that again. You don't have to pay to get yes. all of this amazing no. content and information straight from Mara. That's right. And it's live. Ain't no evergreen webinar going on. I am live when we're doing them, which is why it's not every week. (laughs) That makes all the sense in the world. That's for sure. Well, seriously, thank you so much from the bottom of my heart. I look forward to, you know, hopefully connecting with you and, and asking all these other burning questions I have. And until next time, it was great chatting with you. Thanks, Mara. Thank you so much, Brittany. It's been awesome. Thanks for joining us today on the Executive Order Podcast. If you're enjoying the show, don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. And if you're really enjoying the show, leave me a review. If you want to connect with the podcast on Instagram or Twitter, you can find it at Executive Order Podcast. And if you want more information or to connect with me about organizing, you can find me at zeniaorganizers.com. All links in the show notes. Can't wait to chat with you in the next episode. 